Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. As I adjust my microphone, uh, we're doing a, today's a double header, so I did a quick wardrobe change to make it look like I'm not doing a back-to-back, -back. Uh, but we're right into it here. So, very pleased to meet my guests, and I'm only gonna say your first name, because you pronounce your last name so well, so I'm just gonna give that to you, but Paulina. Thank you. There you go, <laughs> sounds much better. I would have butchered that for sure. Uh, so, <clears throat> you have a very interesting story uh, we met through a, a mutual friend, and with the show, I like to get people's perspectives on different things. Mm -hmm. So if I have an author, we'll talk about their work. Sometimes I've had multiple authors on the same topic, you know, and you, you just kind of try to get a different understanding. But what I like about the show, obviously, is that I get to meet really interesting people and people with differing perspectives on the same things, too, which is nice. And your perspective, especially for such a young girl who's already done a lot of, like, you've done a lot of stuff. Um, some of it was in the situation where, like, you just kind of, you had to, you had to do it. There was just no choice around it. You had to do it. Um, but you're certainly doing pretty damn well for yourself. And um, we'll kind of get into that. So how we're going to start, well, I guess we should say, uh, so you're, is it, is it accurate to say you're Ukrainian refugee? Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Okay. Because I escaped war, basically. That's counts. Right. And ended, <laughs> and ended up directly in Vancouver. Yeah, through Poland. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we were talking off the air. Um, so how we're going to kind of do it today is I just want to kind of start more current. Mm-hmm. And then we'll sort of back up and we'll, and we'll tell the story okay. um, as we go through. So one of the things that was really interesting that we were talking mm -hmm. about was how you were describing, well, okay, I was the one who was saying it and then you were, and I was like, do you agree or disagree? And you're like, no, I agree. So um, basically the fact, and I've, I bitch about this all the time on, on the show, which is that people our age in our age demographic mm -hmm. especially, I think we take a lot of things for granted. I don't think, you know, so we're in Vancouver right now. I've grown up my whole life here. I spent mm -hmm. some time in England, spent some, you know, came home, uh, still here. And what I kind of observe people is that they, well, just like I said, I mean, I think they take a lot of things for granted. I don't think they really fully appreciate how good life is here. Um, and certainly for someone who escaped war, which, yeah, like no big deal, right? Like no big, no deal, big deal, you know? Yeah, no big deal. It's just a war and like, yeah, you know, so to hear your perspective on that would be very enlightening. So in your time being in Vancouver, how have you, what have your observations been? So uh, I mostly feel like uh, it's way easier to live your life here because, for example, like, it's easier to get a job. It's easier to get a job that will feed your family. It's uh, it's not easy, but it's easier in like comparison to Europe, I would say, especially Ukraine, um, because people in Ukraine live like very um, stable lives as well. But it's very hard to be wealthy. It's very hard, for example, to afford a lot of things. You need to survive like constantly. I'm not saying like for it's the deal for everybody. But like, for example, teachers like don't make a lot of money at all. Doctors don't make even close to the amount of money as they would make like 
I would say, in the US, like, or here. So you need to put much more work and you still don't, might not get enough. Right. You know what I mean? But here, it's like you have kind of a system. Like, mm -hmm. it's easier to go to school. Like, you kind of work your way up, especially in a big city like this, because Vancouver is like one of the most expensive cities, I would <laughs> say. <laughs> especially in Vancouver, like, you need to grind all the time. You need yeah. to find a lot of jobs. So it's not easier, but you kind of have a system. You know what I mean? Like, it pays off. Like, a lot of hard work that you do usually pays off. Right. So... And I've noticed here people like grow up mostly in like families that are like, you know, complete, like go to school, go to college, like everything is very basic. Not very basic, but like mostly it goes way smoother. Yeah. I would say. Because for example, even in my situation, like switched school several times, like didn't go to college, then went back to college, then dropped out of college because war and like, you know, you work all the time. For example, when I took like a gap year and I was working a lot and I was uh, kind of making my way up and then all of a sudden one day you wake up, you have nothing. So it's kind of tough, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, kind of sounds tough. it. Yeah. Yeah. So in here, in case like you have a stability in this yes. sense. Uh, in Ukraine, like, we lived in a constant fear, like, all the time, that whatever we work for might be just taken away just one day. So it's not like war started, like, yesterday. You right. know, it's, it was way before, like, 2014 and before, and, like, every year the conversations were happening, like, if it's going to happen, if it's not going to happen. So, like, one day you wake up and you just have nothing, and you need to redo everything. You know, so in that case... Yeah, so life is very different, obviously, and the culture is very different, which is understandable. Yeah, so better. Well, and, and I even think, too, like, I, I bought a book. I haven't got into it yet uh, just because I have to kind of, like, mentally prepare yeah. um, to, to get into it because it's pretty horrific. But it, it discusses the um, how the Soviet Union, how they starved, like, 15 million Ukrainians oh, to death. Oh, a lot more, yeah. Right? And it so, happened twice. And that as well. <laughs> that happened twice. So. And what was crazy about that is like, you know, so I get this book and I'm thinking about it because this was just a couple of weeks ago. So we already set this up. Yeah. And so I was just kind of, yeah, I came in the back of my head just sort of thinking about it. And I'm like, how crazy is it to think that generations ago, the place mm -hmm. that you grew up in, that's your history. Yeah. That's the history of your, of your culture. It's very messed Here. Right? Like, yeah. you know, in, in our situation, you know, depending on which group of people you're talking to, of course, because Canada has an interesting, interesting history with certain groups of people, um, but we'll, we'll leave that for a different day. Um, it, it's just like that of just that factor alone is going to affect how future generations, yeah. because it completely destabilizes your culture, your society, and then you just kind of have to sort of pick up the pieces and... yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, you always need to fight for kind of what you have, because people in Ukraine, they always fought for, like, independence, mm. no matter when. Like, we got our independence, like, way before, after the Soviet Union fell apart, like, we gave away all of our military weapons, like, we gave away everything just to be independent, and there, when you think, like, this is the time, then a bunch of revolutions happened, like, mm -hmm. a lot of revolutions were happening, um... <clears throat> not a great economical state because like a lot of things were going on in Europe, especially like 2008 
and these years and then the war in 2014 like people always live and they always fight to like do basic things that you can do mm -hmm. you know and growing up because you mentioned as well like even just with your schooling like it's not as like the framework that and we'll just say you like canada and, and the u.s very similar framework for mm -hmm. you know elementary school then you have middle school sometimes or you go to high school then college university or you go trades whatever right but there's sort of like a sequential there's something that happens there's a framework that's designed to yeah. progress you through life yes growing up in your situation because uh, i don't even really know anything about that that's why <laughs> i'm excited to talk to you but uh yeah just fill us in like what what did that look like for you growing up um Basically, like in Ukraine, you just go to one school throughout life. So you start of the first grade and you finish at 11th grade. So I just went to the same school until I was like in ninth grade. And then I was kind of homeschooled and then I went to America. Right. So this was basically it. Like I, I went to kindergarten for like a few months because it wasn't really wasn't really feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> in kindergarten, you <laughs> wouldn't really, feel it? Yeah. I wasn't really feeling it. <laughs> And then, yeah, so went to school, like, I was, I kept going to the same school, but I was, was kind of, I went to the school that was uh, kind of, like, preppy, private. It wasn't private, but um, not a very great school. Like, it was, it was kind of hard fitting in and, like, walking my way around the school. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes it was pretty tough there. How so? Because of the because of the the whole situation, like uh, most of the kids were like rich kids. Okay. You know, rich kids with rich parents, like not really the vibe that I was fitting in. Yeah. You know? Snobby kind of thing. Snobby. Yeah, I wasn't really fitting in, but I can say my school years were awful. Like they were okay, but yeah, then a lot of things were happening like around home. So I was kind of staying at home most of the time. And then I was kind of applying for my program and then I left. So basically I stopped going to school at like 10th grade, beginning of 10th grade, and then just finished my year in the US online. And so kind of like how we were discussing like that framework, like when you're, by the time like most kids are in grade 10, I'd say. So you're 15, 14, 15, I guess. Yeah. around that age or 15 16 maybe uh you have an idea of like okay i'm gonna go to college or university i want to do a degree in x field mm -hmm. and then go and practice in that field yeah. if you decide to go like the college route but for you when you're in school at that time how do you perceive your future when you're in it like is it the idea of because you're even saying the fact that like doctors don't even make as much money yeah. as they would here so the, the the way that you view opportunity is different yes. so i'm curious about that um so i think i was not making a lot of like great plans for myself like i was kind of wanted to go like the same path like i wanted to get um not philosophy uh english degree i just wanted okay. to get i just wanted to get an english degree i just wanted to be interpreter translator whatever like I don't know I just went kind of basic with everything so I had this one idea what I would want to do and then I would want to figure this out because I was kind of all over the place like during the school years because 
a lot of things were going on like I just wanted to do like one thing and just move on from there but then when I went to America this whole planet just crossed off everything I was like I'm not gonna do it <laughs> I'm not gonna do it let's redo everything and then the gap year was and I was like I'm just gonna do like business political science because this is something that I'm most interested in and then um, I'm sure we, we talked about it later we talked about it before when uh, uh, I applied to the university and I decided to not go and I decided right. to stay back in Ukraine just to do things that I'm comfortable doing, like just study and just continue my work. And uh, it's kind of went all over the place. Like the whole plan that I had since I was growing up, I just kind of crossed it off and just did completely different things. And now I'm here and now it's all over again. Right. You know, all over. So. I constantly changed the idea what I want to do because I didn't know where I was going to be. So for example, if I wanted to go to the US, I knew that I would be interested in doing like business and political science there. That kind of degree would be good. And then I came back and then I was like, what am I going to do in Ukraine? Like start a language school because I know English, like I can teach, uh, I got a lot of clients. So I was like, going to do the language school. And then I was like, I came to Vancouver and I was like, what am I going to do in Vancouver? <laughs> So I was like, just depends on the place where I was going because I was constantly changing the plan. It was always changing. So. Right. And so tell us a little bit about that gap year too. So you, you went to Denver. Yes. How did you end up in Denver? That seems like a very obscure <laughs> choice from Ukraine to Denver. But Okay. Uh, no. Uh, so when you apply to the program, you need to go through the selection process. So selection process is very big because it's for... Uh, over 15,000 people apply throughout the Ukraine. Whoa. Okay. And then they pick 200 students to go to the U.S. Okay, sorry. So it's, it's a program. Holy crap. It's so a, it's one program yeah. for the whole country. Yes. 15,000 apply and 200 get picked. Yeah. Holy crap. That's on average. It was during my year. Right. Yeah, so it happened during my year. And how do they pick the 200? Is it the best 200? Or is uh, it just a little bit random or... No, you just go through like, I remember like the first round is like an English text testing, the second round is you write an essay, and then the third round you go to the interview, like you apply, like you tell everything about your family, where you're from, like your grades, they evaluate everything that they pick, like 200 people to go. So. And you're one of them. And I'm one of them. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, fully sponsored by U.S. government. Okay, So. Sure did not pay anything it was just like a scholarship right and the thing is when you apply you do not know what placement organization you're gonna get because it depends on the placement organization wow okay so every exchange student has a placement organization so you don't know where you're gonna end up just america that's it just that's america. all you know yeah you wow. can be in alaska you can be in hawaii you can be in you're not you most likely you're not going to be in a big city because people don't usually go to big cities like they okay. want to experience uh the main goal of the program is for people from europe like post-soviet union countries to bring their culture into like small communities and areas kind okay. of that's pretty cool actually yeah and then right. bring the american experience back to ukraine so we work a lot and i also worked for american councils like the program right that organized it everything kind of uh so we work a lot about bringing like american perspective to ukrainian culture and we worked the a lot to bring ukrainian perspectives to like american culture right you know so yeah you don't know where you're gonna go like i had friends in hawaii i had friends in alaska 
Really? Yeah. Oh, the so, Alaska one's tough. <laughs> everybody wanted to go to California. Well, yeah. Obviously. Everyone wanted <laughs> yeah. to go to California. Everybody wanted to go to New York. Yeah. I honestly, I really wanted to go to like East part of America, but okay. like, you know, like Massachusetts or something. It is nice Ma there. Massachusetts. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just something, somewhere where I wanted to go and then I ended up in Central America and I was like, what is in Colorado? Like, I know there are mountains in Colorado. Uh, the whole story, how, like, the whole process of me getting there, it was very funny because I, I was, I was the lucky one. Okay. I was the lucky one because I got an amazing family, an amazing right. area, amazing school. Like, everything was just perfect. Like, this whole year was perfect. And I w can say that I kind of tried to bring as much perspective as I could. You know, by the end of the year, I'm sure everybody knew what Ukraine is. <laughs> what Ukraine is, so like, I don't know. Did a lot of presentations, like, it was all, like, culture-based. And what was your opinion? So I, I've never been to Colorado, because it's an interesting, like, that state. They're pretty interesting, like, just their, their political views and stuff, too. It's mm -hmm. just a bit of an interesting place. Um, but, like, what was the culture like, just being around? Mm -hmm. And how old were you? You're 16? I was 16. Okay, yeah. so being around other 16-year-olds and, yeah, Oh, all yeah, that. also very different. Yeah. Because <laughs> I also got to the place that was kind of very privileged, I would say. Okay. Like, you know, uh, a lot of the kids, like, their parents were, like, lawyers, doctors, and everything. And at the same time, I was like, oh, my mom is a doctor, my father is a lawyer, and they live at, like, $3 million homes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I have, like, <laughs> people back at home who are also doctors and lawyers. But I didn't live like that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I was like, this was kind of the same idea that I got. It was like, you actually, like, you work a lot and you kind of, I don't know, it kind of gets back. Right. More. Like, it's just just money-wise. Just yes. money-wise. Because this, yeah. every, like, this job is honestly, like, a lot of respect to people who do, do this kind of job. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah, my whole perspective was like, everyone is like, so sugar-coated I don't know like, yeah that's yeah, going yeah 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 I don't know it, just very living very normal lives like enjoying themselves like I don't know just partying all the time yeah that's kind of the idea that I got mm -hmm. um have not yeah the life is overall very different it's not fair to compare to be completely honest how so not not fair to compare I don't know because different cultures understandable you know but for me it was like oh it's, it's so much easier here yeah i'm sure if yeah. i would have every time i tell like even the half of the story people were like freaking out and for me it's just like something normal so like what can you think of an example uh, put you on the spot i know i don't know it's just like even like um, talking about like school system you know right they're like, oh, you need to learn everything. Like at the same time, like you need to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. do math, physics, chemistry at yeah, one year. Right. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's that's like funny. you do everything like right away. And you're like, yeah, like this is how we do it there. And people just freak out. Like this is like the most like basic examples, you know. How about like socially? Because like obviously when you're in high school, uh, everything. Well, when you're that age, everything's dramatic anyway. Yeah. Um, hopefully you mature from that, but you know, some yeah. people don't, but, uh, like just socially, like would it kind of crack you up to just sort of hear people talk about like, like their Instagram likes or, you know, <laughs> Becky's dating a different guy now. Like, is that, was that stuff kind of blown out of proportion? 
in the in the Denver school, or was it kind of about the same? You know, it's teenage years. That's what Everyone I mean. Yeah, it. everybody's a goof when you're a teenager. No, yeah. everybody does it. Everybody does it. It wasn't surprising, but I I kind of like that when you get in a scene like that, you usually deal with the problems like this. You hear like a lot of gossips, like, you know, it's kind of fun, it's kind of fun, and I'm always, like, in the middle of every gossip, because <laughs> people just, like, like, gossiping with me, and I was, like, and I would be, like, yeah, yeah, sure, so, I don't know, it's, it's fun, it was fun to hear this kind of perspective, because way, like, back at home, stuff was a little different, right, you know, we, we were still gossiping, like, the same thing was going on, but, like, in a different scenario, I would say, different scenario, and how do they feel about you? Because, like you said, like the purpose of the program is you're supposed to bring a little bit of your culture with you yeah. there, and then you take a little bit of the American culture back. Uh, what were what was it like? Were they pretty receptive to? Oh, I mean, were. you're very friendly, so I mean, <laughs> like your personality is good yeah. for it. But you know, how was like that aspect received? Uh, I feel like so. The funny thing is that uh, they. When I said that I'm from Ukraine, obviously at that time, I don't know if it's changed. I hope it's changed, but everyone was like, is this Russia? Like, oh, oh, so, okay. Then, oh, yeah. so you're Russian. I was like, not even close. Y yeah, not you're even like, close, you're, buddy. I'm sorry. you're taking your jewelry off. You're ready to go <laughs> smack them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, I was like, not even close. And people were like, well, when, why do you get so offended if we call you Russian? I was like, oh, because I'm not oh. Russian. <laughs> I'm not, because oh, I'm like, I'm not Russian because I'm from Ukraine. Ukraine is my home country. I love Ukraine. Like, I'm going to tell you about Ukraine. Ukraine is not even close to Russia. Like, we fought way too hard for you to compare me to a Russian. Right. Like, it was even, like, back then. Like, I would get so offended. I was like, don't compare me. Rightfully so. Rightfully I was like, so. we're completely different people, completely different cultures, languages. Like, yeah, we are close to each other. Yeah, we used to be, like, one this thing. <laughs> yeah. I want to say. <laughs> Off, just awful and it was like yeah we were kind of like equaled equaled yeah but yeah not even close yeah so people were like very delusional about it they're like oh so you're russian i'm like no i'm from ukraine and then this conversation kept happening at the same time one time like history class somebody was like aren't you a communist oh nice <laughs> i was like that's a nice thing to like, say to someone communist? Yeah, just come out yeah and i was like okay and then they had this whole setup like the whole game where i was like pointing pointing to every like american state like where's um new york <laughs> like where's new hampshire where's florida florida you know where new hampshire is on a map that's pretty okay. good no i can show you because like this <laughs> i don't know where new hampshire is no but, it's yeah. it's actually like the whole map like and part of it why i learned it because we had like this group chat along the people who were going to us and they would say like hey i'm going to delaware and everyone was like what the, yeah. what the hell is what delaware? is delaware yeah what is not delaware? where what it's, like, is this that tiny yeah. little dot <laughs> this tiny little dot next to new york and then i just remember like what the delaware is you know so we were just looking observing like all the time and, yeah, so and I guess like, the American kids could. They were like, yeah. what? Delaware? What is this? And I was like, oh, it's the state next yeah. to. In your country. Yeah, it is <laughs> the, the country we're country. in. Yeah, it's just that way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I heard a lot of weird comments. Like, a lot of weird comments. Uh, some people, I remember telling me, uh, I started talking to some people, like, after I left America, because sure. I had some people, like, hitting me up and say, like, hey, are you still in the U.S.? I was like, mm -mm. 
not even close, not even close. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And then they would say, like, oh, I was kind of intimidated by you. And I was like, why were you intimidated by me? And they were like, oh, because we all sounded like you were Russian. And I was like, oh. Do you, like, you didn't learn anything, man. You didn't learn anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was this about? Yeah, so I did a lot of, like, presentations. Like, I made, uh, I remember we had, like, um the night where we cooked like a bunch of like international food so okay. we had like a guy from thailand two ukrainians uh we had a guy from kazakhstan uh who else did we have from latvia lithuania so this whole was bunch. all in in that school no not in one school just around like colorado area oh okay okay i'm yeah. like man that's no quite a group. around yeah. like denver boulder and like what's what's this name uh little rock i think it was okay so it's like from these areas like sure. we were on the, on the same program but just from different countries right so we got together we cooked a bunch of food and we invited like a bunch of people from our school so it was like kind of nice experience you know mm -hmm. just sharing with like the culture so i really i enjoyed this year honestly no matter like how many questions like <laughs> that made me like feel very uncomfortable sometimes i got asked i still felt that i did a good job like kind of explaining this to people I feel like this was the whole mission, like kind of like setting things like in stone, like this, like Ukraine is an independent country, here's our culture, mm -hmm. like learn from it, I'm learning from your culture, I will bring it back to my home, like we have a lot of things to learn. Yeah. And no, I, but you also have a lot of things to learn, so oh it's yeah. like, yeah, so it's like, it, that's an exchange. And I was wondering as well, I've just thought of this now, but when you first went to the States, mm -hmm. how much of... American culture did you know ahead of time? Like, did you watch a fair bit of, like, American TV shows? Oh. Yeah, because I, I, that lot. always really interesting to me. Even no, when, like, when I went to England, um, people would ask me about that. But, like, Canadian, I mean, it's not that different. But yeah. especially, like, people really like, like, that 70s show. Oh. Um, and they're like, is that what <laughs> high school's it. like? And I'm like, kind of, actually. Kinda. I mean, it's pretty close, you know, or Mean Girls, yeah. right? You know? Uh, it was, it was like, so funny. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because um, so we were honestly prepared a lot after we okay. went through like the whole process and we got selected as like finalists. We had like this uh, four day orientation where they told us everything about. So we had Americans coming in like these oh, okay. Corps volunteers. So we had a chance to talk to them. It was like a language camp at the same time, just getting used to the culture. We lived like Americans for like four days, basically. So we learned a lot, like we had like workshops, like learning a lot from American culture, but they were telling us like all the time, they were like, everything you've seen on the TV is a stereotype. Right. It was like, this whole thing was about like ruining the stereotypes, like right. just rewriting everything. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to judge like in any way. So I'm just getting used to the fact that stereotypes are just like stereotypes. Yeah. But then the first day at school and I walk in and I saw like a bunch of cheerleaders, like yeah. football players. <laughs> Like a bunch of cliques, and I was like, yeah, "Oh, yeah, yeah." I was like, "This was not a stereotype. Like, this is actually true. Yeah, this is actually true." So I just lived like my American fun life. Like, went to football games, like basketball games. Right, you yeah. know? It was so much fun. Yeah, I did sports as well. So it was kind of yeah, because you're quite athletic. Yeah. Yes. Was. Yes. <laughs> was. Yeah. But how, did you play a lot of sports while you were on your exchange? Uh, I did track and field. Yeah. I did track and field and I was managing the basketball team. 
Oh, you're managing the basketball team. I was team. managing the basketball team. The girls or guys? Guys. Nice. Had to keep them, keep them in line? Yeah. They were not phased at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... That was that was fun. But you enjoyed like, overall. You enjoyed the. I enjoyed, and I was like, stereotypes are like, yeah, they're like actually true, but it was fun. Like American yeah. school was fun. Like and even like this like system because I was kind of not enjoying the school in Ukraine. Okay. Not because it was bad, because a lot of things going on at the same time, like much more pressure. And then I come to America, and everyone is like not wearing uniform. They can just live right. however they want, you know wear whatever they want, come to school, like be very comfortable whatever, with whatever they're doing, you know? And then I go to anatomy and we are actually like doing something like practical, you know what okay. I mean? Okay, yeah. Like I loved learning there. So a lot of from, I got a lot of things there from educational system and I actually like enjoyed everything that I did. So I was kind of, when I went back and I was like, I wanted to go to American college for this reason because right. I wanted to like learn more but then I kind of decided to stay in Ukraine because I felt more comfortable there at that time. Right. You know, so. And so you, you do your gap year, exchange year? No, uh, I did my gap year after I came back from the exchange year. Okay, so tell us yeah. about that then. Yeah, so I went back uh, to Ukraine and mm -hmm. then I did not know what to do, Right. like I mentioned earlier. And I was like, I would just apply to American colleges. I, I could have applied when I was uh, in America, but I didn't because I was like, I'm just going to go back to Ukraine. Right. But then right. I came back to Ukraine and I was like, I might as well start. Go back to America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Not because I didn't like Ukraine. Like I love Ukraine. Like it was my whole heart, but I just felt like the things that I wanted to do, I couldn't have done it in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to apply again. So I did SATs in Ukraine. I went to Kiev to get my SATs done. It was like a two-day trip. Like, everyone was so nervous, paid a bunch of money. I remember my mom driving me to Kiev, like, six hours. She's like, you better not fail this. And I was like, okay. Like, oh, okay, yes, I was like, okay. Yeah, so it's, uh, it was pretty uh, hard to get, like, a scholarship because you could have gone through the program in Ukraine. Uh, to get the scholarship for like four years, but I decided to do it on my own because I was like, oh, I don't need help. Like, I'll do just fine. So I was like, I did my SATs and I started applying. And in order, it's like, it's not regular like college, like selection process. I need to apply the same way, write the same essays, but I was applying to like private schools. Okay. So like some of the Ivy League schools or the schools that are very near because like these rich universities, rich universities. Mm -hmm they give a lot of financial aid right they give a lot of financial aid so in the end of the day like they can count your financial mm -hmm. aid and you can just go there for free so i was applying to like private schools so i applied to like 25 colleges holy okay yeah yeah i applied to 25 colleges i spent just like four months just applying right like, this whole time like writing essays like kind of figuring out like what i want to do that's so much work that's so much work. Yeah, no kidding. It took you four no, months. And I, yeah. Yeah, and I did it all because I was like, I did not went through the program, like I said, where you right. can get like help. And I was like, I'm just going to do it by myself because if I meant to go there, like I'm just going to go there. Right. So I spent four months just like constantly researching, working, realizing like what I want to do. And then I applied and then um, 
this is what happens like in most scenarios like why do you need to apply to 25 colleges because you usually don't get picked like from 25 colleges you just go to one right that likes you more and then will give you like financial aid so that was the time when i received like rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter like my early decisions just all fell through and i was yeah i got 18 rejection letters and i got an acceptance letter to dartmouth and i was like I was <laughs> that's like, not bad yeah i was like oh i did it and i was like okay and then but after i finished like applying for like colleges i started working so i was teaching okay i was teaching and i was actually making good money and i was like i can stay close to my family like i can be here like i can move to kiev and i was working for american consuls as well okay so i was really enjoying my time there and by the end of the day i was like i might as well just stay here you know, I did it all right. this job, but it was, it's not like I, I didn't feel like I did all this job for nothing because I was like, I kind of proved to myself that I can do it. Oh, yeah. But I was yeah, like, yeah. but I felt like it's not the time for me to go to college because I loved like working mm -hmm. and I enjoyed everything that was going on. But then uh, when I rejected it, my mom was like, I remember my mom was like, but you need to get at least some sort of degree just do something that you like doing. I was like, sure. okay, I'm just going to do like philosophy degree with political science. So I was just doing this. In Ukraine? Though. In Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. But then the war started, I dropped out. Right. Yeah, so yeah. So I mean, yeah, let's, let's get to that. So when that, so leading up to it, like leading up to when the war actually started within your own country, did you know it was going to happen or did it just kind of one of those things? Everyone was talking about it. Okay. Everyone was talking about it, and I feel like people just didn't want to believe that it was going to happen. Right. So it's like, I wouldn't say it happened every year, but we had a lot of like moments when we knew that it was close. You know, so you own, you live like in a fear, like constantly that this is going to happen, but you just don't believe it. Right. You know, like two weeks before war, like people were talking about it, and you kind of you start being panicky. Mm-hmm. And you see people actually like panicking. And I remember right. my mom just like not sleeping through nights. She just wasn't sleeping. And I was like, why are you not sleeping? She's like, four is going to start. And I was like, just go back to bed. <laughs> right. Just go back to bed. Like we've been through this before. Like it's going to be okay. She's like, no, the war is going to start. And I was like, stop it. <laughs> so it's like kind of the same conversations that I had with all my friends. And then what actually happened, so few days before war started, we have, so I worked for American consuls, we had like uh, a meeting in like Kharkiv. Kharkiv is like right on the border with uh, Russia. Sure. So we were supposed to have a meeting there, like a conference. And I was actually ready to go to the conference. And then the day before the conference started, uh, our regional director, he was like, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, why not? Like, it's, it's gonna be fine. He was like, no. Everyone stay home, like, it's, it's not good. It's not looking good, like, a lot of, like, equipment and everything. Like, not looking good. And still, at that time, we were like, it's going to be fine. It's going right. to be fine because you just don't want to believe it. And then when it happened, it, it was just like, oh, no way. Because you wake up, like, at 5 in the morning. Like, I wake up because, like, dust from the ceiling started falling because the explosion was way too close. So the whole house was shaking and I just woke up to it and I saw my mom and we started like packing things right away. Like I lived in the private house, so we had a basement, so we moved everything to the basement. 
and we basically were sleeping in the basement like ever since like since the first day and a lot of friends uh, came over to our house because uh, they lived in like apartment blocks and it was scarier to live in like apartment blocks right. you would rather have like a basement or some, some sort of the shelter you know and don't just like go to um, mom shelters during like air sirens so we had I remember we had like five little kids in our house we had five little kids and I was the one who wasn't sleeping uh, kids the thing with kids they did not know what was going on obviously right they were like oh something is loud but a lot of bombings happened like during the first day and it was it was uh, kind of terrifying like I remember I wasn't sleeping for like a week and nobody was nobody knew how this was gonna go because I'm also like right. not very far from the Russian border Okay. And I was like, are we going to be occupied? Like, what's going to happen? Like, and then you see all this horrible news, how many people die. And then just all of this is happening. Like, you just refresh your phone, like, every every minute. Like, I was on my phone, like, every single second of the day. Because I was just scared, just looking how the troops are moving. Like, what's going to happen? So, yeah, the first week we weren't sleeping, like, at all. And I remember that was the day when they were bombing. Um... Anerbadar, it's like uh, where nuclear power plants are. Okay. The where the six of them are, and they were bombing it, and it was like less than 180 kilometers from me. Wow. And I was like, if one of them blows, like what's gonna happen? Mm -hmm. Like I prepared to die. <laughs> I was honestly, I was like, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I was so terrified. Like it's the moment when you're like, you don't know what's going on, and you cannot like think straight. You cannot think straight, you cannot sleep, you cannot eat, like, it was just, like, the stress of it all. But I cannot imagine, like, what I and my family went through is not compared to what other families went through in, like, Kiev region. Because later on, you start seeing, like, the news from Bucha or Irpin or Kherson. And you just, like, you listen to it, you see it, and then you kind of started saying like oh it's actually not as bad for me you know mm -hmm. not as bad for me and you just feel so much sympathy and so much sadness it's just and I was doing a lot like I was volunteering a lot like honestly like all the money that I got like all the money that I had I just donated to like Ukrainian army because it was like it's just I need to do something I need to do something I was scared to leave my house but I was like I need to do something so we were trying like a lot of people honestly like moved out from like regions that were worse so we were going we were hosting people i remember people from mariupol uh we hosted like a big family from there and the stories that we heard i was i'm not even like it's just it's so hard to talk about like the stories that we heard about was just the heartbreaking to be honest mm -hmm. just you cannot even think about it and talk about it in full scale so it's like you hear all of these stories and you feel like you you can't do anything to change mm. so you try to at least do something you know so try to do as much as I can like as much as well as my family like we like I said we hosted a lot of people like we held a lot of people but then after like the first months when we saw like how the army is doing, how everyone is doing, like how it's going on, like people actually started to like coming back to lives. Right. Like slowly. Uh, so the life looked very different, but it's like 
I don't I'm not gonna compare it to COVID, but it's kind of the same. Like first months you just stay home you don't go anywhere. right yeah but then you kind of get used to it and you're like okay the air science i can just stay home during the air science like i can go back i can go to the shelter like it's going to be fine and then in three months you're like oh whatever right. like it's it's going on already like right i'm already in enough risk so like why do i like need to stay home all the time like i can do something now i can go back to work like the places started to reopen like slowly you know so people were coming back to life uh but still it's it's not the same mm -hmm. like even when i came here and i was like i have so many opportunities i have a lot of things to do but i was like i cannot enjoy them in full scale because i only think about what's going on back home and how terrifying it is and that it's still going on like a year after and it's like it's not yeah so you cannot enjoy things as much as you can. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's a good point because it's just like, how, how can you when you understand yeah. what's happening, right? Like you can't, you can't just forget what's happening. It's, it's too significant. Yeah. So the same thing here, it's like, um, I, that's why I said, I don't feel, I don't think people appreciate as much as they have, uh, because you kind of you start appreciating more once you experience something like this you well know what I mean? you you appreciate what you have when all of a sudden you start losing the things that you have yeah or, or the threat of losing what you have it's just like even having like one stable job and earning money from one stable job is like already a huge thing for and, someone and that is so standard it's so standard. Yeah. Yes. So the standard things are like now it's like became things that are very hard to have because you're constantly in a danger. Right. You're constantly in a danger. You cannot enjoy it. Like the thing that happened in my city a few weeks ago when they just bombed the residential building and uh, so many people died and they were just having like dinner with their families, you know, the tiny little kids like families it's just horrific mm -hmm. it was like you cannot just you have a house you and you but you don't feel like you can lose it in any moment right so it's kind of like every basic need that a human has so it can be taken away mm -hmm. in a second so it's like in this perspective it's very di different and when was it the case where it was well yeah, I guess just kind of describe when you left or maybe even right before you left. How did that come to pass? Because you ended up going through Poland. Yeah, so uh, I I decided to move because, once again, I needed to have the stability and I wanted my family to be safe. So I wanted yeah. to move my family. Like, sooner or later, I want my family to be here mm -hmm. because I, I want a stability. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I should kind of limit myself in this way and I no matter how much I love Ukraine well, I'm gonna say it once again like the life there is great people there are great like I love everything about it but it's just I want to do different things and I want my family to be here because I cannot go through it again like ever yeah. I just don't want to be scared I just don't want to be scared and uh, I know a lot of people will think that this is a controversial thing to say and that's, it can be unfair to a lot of people that I was just like, I had an opportunity, like, I want to go. 
I'm gonna keep helping. I'm gonna keep working. Like I still, earn, I still pay taxes in Ukraine. Like <laughs> I still donate to Ukrainian army. I still talk about Ukraine all the time. Like I bring awareness all the time. I feel like I'm doing as much as I can, still being here. Right. You know. So when I I decided to apply to my visa and come here because I didn't want to go back to US. So I was like, might as well go to Canada because I really loved Canada, like the idea of Canada at least because I ha haven't been there before. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to Canada. Which city am I gonna pick? I was like, let's go for their most expensive one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I can handle being there, like I can basically handle being anywhere. So let's do that. So I went to Poland and I stayed with my mom's friends. Uh, they were very generous and they were so nice to me. They let me stay there. So at first we were like, the visa is just gonna take two weeks. And then the visa didn't come in in two weeks. They were like, it's gonna be here in a month. We were like, okay. Then months goes by and like no visa still. And then at this point, I'm already with them for like two months. And I'm like, I, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. I'm just spending money living with you guys. Like I just can't, like it, it feels like way too much for me. So that was like a question, like, should I go back to Ukraine or should I just stay here somewhere else? And I wasn't really working during this time. So it was just like, kind of using all the savings that I had. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, okay, going back to Ukraine, it's a 28 hour bus ride. <sighs> it's a 28 hour bus ride and it's so terrifying and so mentally exhausting, like going through it. I was just not ready to go through it again. So I just moved to a different city, like outside of Warsaw. And I was staying with my friend uh, I was staying in my friend's apartment who left. So it was a very funny story because she was going to Canada okay. for a month to help her parents to settle. And she was like, I have my apartment like empty for a month. And I was like, okay, fair. I'm going to go there. But then I went there and then I wasn't socializing with anybody. So I was just alone. And it was like a tiny little city, like very old one, ranked as one of the most depressing cities in <laughs> Poland. <laughs> what a lovely place to be. What, yeah. I was like, what a lovely place to be. Like, and, and I honestly was like the worst months I've ever had. Like, I just felt so low because I couldn't do anything. Like, I didn't know Polish. Like, I couldn't earn money in Poland. I couldn't really, like, go back to working in Ukraine because... If I get my students back, like all the clients back, like what am I going to tell them? Like, hey, I'm going to go to Canada maybe tomorrow. So right. I don't think if I can keep this going. Like it was just like the place where I did not know what to do like at all. So I was just staying there and just waiting. So I just waited for a month for the message to come through. Like, hey, you can go because I needed I'm the person who needs to like move. Yeah. constantly like I need to do something I need to progress and like I need to work I love working like I need to do all of it but then I am in the position where I'm just like just spending money I felt so bad about like what, what was going on and then what was going on what is going on in Ukraine at the same time so you're like everything is just falls on you at the same time so when I got my visa I was just like just no time to waste like next day I'm in, I'm in Canada so, so we talked about that too uh, yeah. a couple times, yeah. So uh, just because the story is pretty good, and I'll, I'll probably get fired up a little bit too. But so you 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 get the visa, okay? Yeah. Time to go. Yes. So you you pack up and you know you're going to Vancouver. Yes. So 
describe like I don't know maybe like the day before and then the day that you land in in Vancouver what what was going on yeah, so uh, like this whole time I had a plan like okay. I knew where I was gonna live and I had kind of a support system so I was kind of relying on one person uh, there like that I knew for a very long time for a very long time and then uh, a couple of days before uh, I just realized like we both realized that this plan is not gonna work like at all and I just started like I just took a day off I would say I just took okay. a day off to just like uh, I don't know focus like on what I'm gonna do and just plan this whole thing like once again because like I don't know where to live now I don't know what to do now and then my visa comes in and then basically two days later like the day off that I took I was just spending like packing and moving so when I came to Canada I did not know if I'm gonna so they give a lot of support to refugees okay obviously and I was like but you don't know if you're gonna like get a hotel for two weeks right you don't know if you can okay. get a hotel for two weeks like you're not sure with everything and I was I remember I was at the airport and this lady looked at me and she's like where's your family and I was like I'm, I'm here alone she's like you're 19 and I was like I know she's like oh god and she got me into a hotel for two weeks and I stayed in the hotel for two weeks and in, in these two weeks I was kind of like I did all the documents that I needed kind of got a financial support from the government because when I came here I had like $50 left from right. my four months living in Poland and just trying to like hold on so I was like oh yeah nice so I came here it was like $50 spent two weeks at the hotel got financial uh, support from the government found an apartment in like a week two weeks later i moved into the apartment already had a job met a lot of people so it was just like it was very quick well you're flying through so much though i mean i got it <laughs> so like even even to get your your job like how'd that go uh honestly it was the first interview i had yeah i was just like handing my resumes to everyone i wanted to get like kind of an office job Oh, okay. Uh, I wanted to get like an office assistant job because I had a lot of like experience working yeah. with like offices, but, but everyone was just not even looking at my resume and rejecting me. So I was like, I'm just going to go to the restaurant. So I went to the first random restaurant, gave them my resume. Next day they called me, they saw me and they hired me on the spot. Not the greatest job that you can have, like obviously, but not the restaurant job in general, but like the one that I got hired for. So it was like, I was just, <laughs> I was just go with it. Right. Yeah. So, so it's basically, it happened very fast and I was like, I'm just going to take three months to just lay low, Yeah. to just work, to just meet people, to just have fun. And after three months went by, so it's, it was four months yesterday. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yesterday was four months and I just realized that like randomly since I was here, I was like, after four months went by. Like, I need to do more. Like, I need to do more. I'm not doing enough. Like, this job is not enough. Like, all of this is not enough. So, kind of still putting a lot of pressure on myself to, like, find what I want to do more. So, it's more about exploring now because a lot of opportunities. And what are you, what are you thinking in that regard? What, what do you got your eye on? What are you thinking of? Real estate. Like, okay. All right. Yeah, so I... The real estate was, like, an idea since um, real estate was like an idea for the past two years 
but I feel like it's it's a very tough spot to be, especially being this young. Mm. If I, I, by the time I get my license, I'm gonna be 21. Right. It's it's very young, and especially if I want to do more like uh, commercial real estate, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, but at the same time, I was like, I'm. I don't care how tough it's gonna be at this point, because just go with it. Mm-hmm. And how are you enjoying? I mean, your four month anniversary yesterday. Yeah. You know, so that's cool. So, do you feel? Because um, obviously, you know, there's a, a transitionary period, and I mean, and in some ways, I'm sure you probably still feel you're you're in that. Because I mean, four four months is long, but also not at all, right? Yeah. You know, on some things it is, and some things it isn't. Uh, but how are you? enjoying are you enjoying it here i mean how, how you feel about it yes i'm enjoying it here but like i said you cannot like enjoy things right fully you cannot enjoy things fully i miss my family very much i want my family to be safe i want my family to be here uh a lot of ups and downs that you can have like in four months like way too many things happen <laughs> i was like i am enjoying being here i am very grateful for the opportunities that i have even for like the simple things so i'm always grateful for like the tiniest little things so it's like i i enjoy it very much but i cannot enjoy it like as much as i wanted to because of what's going on because my family is not here and it's like it's based on ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Some days are good, some days are bad, but you're just, like I said, you just need to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, so mostly enjoying. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. I mean, I think that's that's kind of a good good spot to close it out on today because I know yeah, it's, it's heavy. <laughs> it's heavy conversation, heavy. I know. But, I mean, it's uh, your experiences too. I mean, just the fact that you've had to go through so much at such a young age and, and you've gone through things that, I mean, I don't know, I can't really imagine a, a scenario where kids growing up in Canada or the U.S. really ever have to worry about, you know, whether I'm going to be alive tomorrow or not. I mean, that's yeah. about as real as it gets. I mean, there, there's nothing more intense than that. And the yeah. fact that you've, you know, you've gone through that in, and in some ways, as, as you've described, continuing to go through it because your family's still there. So. Yeah you know, that part weighs on you, but I mean, it's, I'm so impressed by what you've been able to do and, and your attitude about, okay, you know, like we just kind of have to keep going with it and, and just make the best yeah. of it. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really amazing. I mean, that's not something I say lightly. I mean, I know it's tough, but you, your, your skill levels at, at, and, and just being able to handle yourself is very impressive. Thank you. So, I know. Yeah, thank you. But, and thank you so much for being here. I mean, we've had a couple of good conversations off the air, and, and then yeah. to have you come on here, I think it'll be great. And I think it, it'll be enlightening for a lot of people. So, thank you so much for thank talking you. about some difficult things, too. <laughs> but, yeah, it was wonderful having you here. Yeah, thank you for having me.